four ounce of aroma shows and I'm back up on my game. I just toured the states for like 40 dates and I just touched back in Maine. I sold more records while I was gone than anybody I know. I got them having cows, I can't hold more. Welcome to episode 81. Radio emanating from the Goat Cave. I'm your host, Michael Sprague. That was Joseph Roy. Let's go. He is Andrew Leahy. Yo, yo, yo. And this week, by God, we're broken in half. But first, <laughs> thank you to Spose for the intro music. You can catch him on Spotify and iTunes, just like awesome. Goat Radio. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help spread the goat word. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all your other podcatchers. But Age of Radio is the place we call home. Please help support the podcast by visiting ageofradio.org slash goatradio and shopping with our affiliated partners at the Bazaar. And thank you to the fans. It's your interaction that helps to fuel the podcast. And if you want to express your opinion on the various topics, just make sure to join our fan group, facebook.com slash group slash goatradiopodcast is where we cultivate all the topics for this lovely spread that we have for you here today. Like cults. Uh, and throw us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at goat underscore radio to stay in the know and stay in contact. Each week we do host multiple polls and a variety of topics and bring them back here to discuss. But there is one way that you can show an even higher level of support, and that's to buy merch. Merch! Teespring.com slash store slash goat radio podcast is where you can get your goat radio gear. And speaking of support, here is a quick word from one of our sponsors. All right, and we are back with this week's home opener. 3-0 swings and third base steals when you're up 6-0, baby. Tatis Jr. Tatis Jr.? For those who are not in the the know with the baseball world, Fernando Tatis Jr. plays on the uh, San Diego Padres. If it weren't for the shortened season, he would have been one of my keepers. And guess what round I would have kept him in? 13th. The 17th. That's pretty crazy. He's the number one player in baseball right now. He was a first-round pick this year, too. A little bit of uh, some circumstances surrounding him yesterday and then again today. This guy just plays. He plays to be electric. He plays to be be fun. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. He uh, was up with a 3-0 count on him. Three balls, no strikes. Bases juiced. Hitters count. Seven. Hitters count. Hitters count seven. Seven to nothing. Seven zero. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Uh, he swing, Love it. swings at the 3-0 pitch. Could have taken it for a ball. Puts it yard. Grand slam. Grand salami. He's getting so much crap from afterwards from the coach of the uh, Texas Rangers saying that there's unwritten rules in baseball, and that's one of them. You don't, you don't swing at a 3-0 pitch when you're up 7 nothing. Yeah, you know who says that? Losers. Absolutely. Losers say that. You play to win the game. Baseball is boring enough for most people. You know what I want to see? Oh, he's got three balls and he can easily just get on base. No, Grand Salami. You play to win the game. People Hello? come back. Hello? You play to win the game. You play to win the game. People have come back from 7-0. People have, didn't the Sox in like, like not even five years ago come back like down nine to the Yankees or something like that? Or No, maybe it was the Seattle Mariners, something like that. It's the Orioles and the Mother's Day the Miracle. The Mother's Day Miracle. 2007? Sure. There it is. There are teams that yesterday. have come back. That's the thing, though. People have come back from a 7-0 deficit. 
people who are doing the whole purest, like, we can't keep this game as pure as everyone wants it to be. We can't do this whole, like, we already have a Ghost Runner on second to start any extra innings. Doubleheaders are already seven innings. They're playing with no fans. Let the guy swing the bat. That's what he's paid to do. Let him play, paid coach. to swing the bat. Let him play, coach. You're paid to swing the bat. What was their marketing campaign during the World Series? Let the kids play. Let yeah. the kids play, guys. They're at summer camp. And then today, he, they're up 6 nothing, and he steals third. <laughs> he's just padding his stats. No, I he love knows, that. I he love knows, that. He's putting his fantasy owners on his back. That's what he's doing. Stealing third is disrespectful to begin with because that's just a kind of a pimp move. Just like he should have pimped that homer. He should have pimped that homer and porked the pitcher's wife. Like, that is <laughs> that is such a baller move. Like, no one's going to disagree with me. I actually, so I didn't know much about this. I woke up today and I saw it on Twitter. I didn't see complaints. I saw everyone being like, who's complaining about this? The guy is electrifying. He's fun to watch yeah. on both sides of the ball. He's a hitting stud. There's so many great young players right now. Him being one of them. Is he 22? 21. 21 years old. Youngest kid uh, since Santo back in 1962 or something, 52 or something like that, to have seven RBIs at the age of 21 in one game. Right. Seven RBIs and he has 11 home runs. He's leading the league in home runs right now. I actually think Mike Trout might be tied. I yeah, think. he recently came like on a, went on a tear to tie Mike Trout up on that record. I want to let everyone know, all of us agreed instantaneously that there are certain unwritten rules in baseball to follow. I can't even think of one at the top of my head. One of them certainly isn't don't swing in a 3-0 count. Be better. Throw um, a better pitch. So, Leahy, what Joe was saying is for the first time in GOAT Radio history, we all agree. Yeah. Uh, my uh, big, my famous line now that I'm making famous is, uh, "Don't get, don't get bitter, get better." Yeah. Don't put yourself in a seven hole. Then you have nothing to complain about. Literally, like, don't be a loser. Yep. You are you. You're mad that there was guys on all bases, all three bases, and then you threw such a shitty pitch that they were able to actually crank it out of the park, and you're mad at the hitter. For a rule that doesn't even exist? Yeah. Okay, guy. Unwritten rules, baby. Yeah. There's a reason why they're unwritten. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't steal when you're up. You don't you don't swing at 3-0 pitches. It's, it's all stupid stuff. It's all about not extending your lead. Yeah. Making the game more competitive. No. You know what makes games more competitive? When, when you can put 11 runs on the board. You know, I know somebody can't do that. Yeah. Oh damn! How's everybody else's week going? Time out. The Texas Rangers once beat the Orioles thirty-two to two. That's a football score. But they're complaining about a guy swinging on a three-zero count. They put up thirty runs on one team, and they're fucking bitching about this. It's so dumb. How was your week, Andrew? Yeah, big news for Andrew. Uh, I got my first pube. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yep. It wasn't just a stray one Your no. first one? Yep First Ever. one Yep Really? Almost 30 years old What color was it? <laughs> uh, it's green No it's Okay bit, come on okay, Yeah 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 Okay yeah <laughs> If you wanted to lie to us Just lie to us dude. You don't have any Speak, okay. Speaking of your firsts Did you win a frisbee golf event this week? Uh, it's my second did you win? Did you win this weekend? I did win this weekend. Did you were invited to the National Amateur Disc Golf Tournament. I in was Nashville, officially, Tennessee. 
No, Houston, right? Uh, it's Austin. Austin. Austin, Texas. Austin, Houston. Yeah, I got invited dude. to uh, the National Amateur Disc Golf uh, final, which is fun. Uh, I don't know if I'm going yet, but it was a great experience to be able to play. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's in uh, the weekend of Halloween. It's a ways away, so you got yeah. some time to plan. Yeah, I, and... yeah, I shot a seven down, bogey free, nine sixty two rated golf. Sandbagger. Hey, listeners, if you want Leahy to go to the National Amateur Tournament, buy merch. Buy merch, merch. We'll put all the extra profits from that towards Leahy's trip. <laughs> We're set it. now. We are good. I am going to Houston. Austin. We'll figure Texas. out the, we'll figure funds. We're going somewhere, boy. We are going somewhere, whether it's Austin, Texas, or Sanford, Maine. We're going. Oh, we're going to be there. That what about good. you guys? Anything well, exciting? Well, congrats, buddy. Thank yeah, you. They're very proud of you. Thank you. I got two more this weekend. I would love to take another win. Take it on home. Nothing for me. Very boring week. Been doing grinding, selling the eggs. Love it. The eggs don't sell themselves, from what I've heard. The um, you're like America's backbone. Chickens don't stop laying. They sure don't. I've heard that a thousand times. It's sexy. Um, my brother is getting married in a month, so my wife went to the bachelorette party over the weekend. My mom, Geraldine, did Jello shots. Oh, wow! Why were we two of them? This? She Freaky. told me, and I quote, "That green one really hit me, Joseph." <laughs> That sounds legit. <laughs> um, amazingly enough, normally when my mom drinks, she's like giggly and like obnoxious. Apparently, she was one of the more normal people there, which I find skeptical. Nonetheless, um, they had a good time. Um, I was with the kids the whole day. It was great. <laughs> no, it was. It was actually really good. They were actually both really I well. do actually find when I get a chance to do that, that it's, it feels rewarding almost. Neither one of them would sleep. Yeah. Believe me, Daddy likes sleep. When when they when they can sleep, it's it's incredible. Unfortunately, they they wouldn't, but that's okay. Um, other than that, I've had nothing eventful this week. Life is quite boring. All right. Any grudges? Oh, there's always a grudge. I had none last time. Uh, still on the boat. Arthur got robbed last week. Oh my god! It was a travesty, and I think. Uh, Everyone needs to take a look when they walk down the street because uh, hey. Arthur got robbed. It's a wonderful kind of day. Hey! You know what we could do is we could run it back. We could do all PBS shows of all time at some point in time, and maybe Arthur will make an appearance on that. Oh, I think it would do better. I think that the Magic School votes would go down and Arthur's votes would go up. And Mr. Rogers' votes would go and up. And you'd also get votes for Downton Abbey. Oh, interesting. Isn't, and this isn't like, I hope I don't get this wrong, isn't there like a spinoff Netflix series called Downtown Abbey, which is the same thing, but she's a prostitute? That sounds like you ever heard of that? No joke. I think it's a real thing. I I don't think think that it's a spinoff. No, I I don't think it's it's a knockoff. This is not Brazzers or Pornhub either. Hold on. Not yet. Welcome to YouPorn. You can be the stats guy for this one and look that one up. I think you could be the YouPorn stat guy. All right. Oh, no, it's Downtown Abbey. I just. Don't know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> it is on Netflix, but it was originally on... It was actually a BBC show. Hold on. One's that called Downtown bought. Abbey, and one's called Downton Abbey. Okay. Well, then what's the Downtown Abbey? I've never uh, heard it. Please explain. On. Downton Abbey is a British show. This is British. And then what about... So, Downton, T-O-N? Yeah. And then there's Downtown... 
This is the struggle. I literally think it's the same show. They're just Somebody one spelling it wrong. It wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, probably what All right. It is. Yeah. This is uh, we're off the rails. Off the rails. Now that's uh that might get some votes there. So there are some people that really stand for that show, but. That'll be another topic another day. We got the last week out of the way. It is time for Leahy's Quick Game of the Week, oh, folks. We are back to back to back games. I'm loving it. And this is going to be a good one. Uh, I saw that our soup of the week is, uh, spoiler alert, goat breakfast cereal. So we are starting off with a breakfast cereal quiz, folks. Oh. Welcome to the breakfast cereal quiz. We're going to start our way at number 11. We're going to go all the way down, boop, boop, down. All right, your question. Astronauts ate which cereal aboard the Apollo 11, the first moon landing? Was it A, Frosted Flakes, B, Corn Flakes, C, Rice Chex, or D, Waffle Crisp? I'm going to go B. Oh, F. Are we combined score? What is this? Oh, you're for yourself. So A, Frosted Flakes, B, Corn Flakes, C, Rice Checks, or D, Mike's favorite, Waffle Crisp. I'm going to go with Frosted Flakes, A. Corn Flakes, B. Uh, the correct answer was, in fact, Corn Flakes. Joe's up one nothing. All right. Question number two. Which cereal was the first cereal to offer a box prize? So a prize inside of the box. Hmm. Was it A, cornflakes, B, Cheerios, C, Rice Krispies, or D, Fruity Pebbles? C, Rice Krispies. I would also agree, C, Rice Krispies. Unfortunately, the answer is Fruity A, cornflakes. Really? <laughs> you did back-to-back cornflakes? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> he fucked us. You can't do back-to-back cornflakes. It's bullshit. Every single question's going to be Every one autistic kid on the planet, you can't do the you same... You weren't supposed to figure this out in the second one. Every freaking question's going to be <laughs> cornflakes. All right. The rooster. <laughs> okay. Lucky Charms has hit the grocery stores in the, in the year of 1964. There has been one marshmallow that has stayed the same throughout its entire run. Which marshmallow is it? Is it A, orange stars, B, blue moons, C, green clovers, or D, red heart? E, cornflakes. Uh, e, cornflakes, or C? I'm going to go with the heart. C, clover. I'm going heart. Uh, the correct answer is D, red heart. <sighs> Mike's up 2-1. No, 1-1. One, one. Tied 1-1. One, one. Tied up 1-1. One, one. All right. Which cereal was known for giving children red poops in the 1970s? Ooh, like blood. Is it A, Kicks, B, Frankenberry, C, Captain Crunch, or D, Tricks? I didn't even know, like, three of those existed in that time frame. I think it's got to be Tricks. I tricks. would... Dad Joe's really I'm going to say Tricks just because of the dye that's in it. Uh, the correct answer was B, Frankenberry. I didn't think Frankenberry was a thing, man. I learned something new, too. Uh, All right, this is the last question. E, cornflakes. Hopefully this doesn't end in a tie, because that'd be embarrassing. Dead heat. But I'll have to look at... Right if we if one, one. It's 1-1. One, one. If you guys tie after this, we will go uh, to a commercial break, and then we'll come back, and then at the end of the episode, I will have a tiebreaker question. Andrew always is worried about the ads. It's very important. I don't make my money and go to Austin for nothing. Which cereal was invented to discourage masturbation? I know this one. Was it A, 
life cereal. B, Frosted Flakes. C, Corn Flakes. Or D, Fruit Loops. Uh, C, Corn Flakes. I guess C, Corn Flakes. I get the edge, though, for knowing it first. Uh, there's no edges here. The answer is uh, A. Just kidding. It's C, Corn Flakes. <laughs> Why did you know this? Uh, they talked about it on a podcast I listened to. It's very important. You listen to a podcast about they cereal about, and masturbating. They talked about breakfast cereal, and that was one of the fun facts that they gave. Also... Graham crackers are also were also used to lower your sex drive. Fun facts that I readily never been on a camping trip with me before. Does that count as a W? Uh, that does not count as a W. I will work on a tiebreaker question for the end of the show. I call bullshit. He only chose his answer because of me. No, he only chose the answer because I already gave cornflakes as the answers to two. Of I the couldn't pick fruit loops because it's shaped like an orifice. <laughs> I should have just put cornflakes as an option on all of them. That would really <laughs> fuck with your yes. brains. Yes. All right. That was the quick game. We're going to start with this week's menu, and oh. you were just talking about it, the soup of the week. Hold on, didn't we have to go to an ad break first? No, man. Oh, we don't have an ad break no, here? Never, never got to follow the script. Why do I always think there's an ad break there and there never is? Oh. Every time someone, like, has a pause, you're Let's, like, all right, another ad. If you, if, you, if you realize here, I'm getting ready to go into the soup of the week when you interrupt me for your game, so why would I throw an ad break in there? Well, is, is there an ad break coming up, though? No. Uh, but I'll let you take care of the next one, don't you worry. So, breakfast cereal. All right, and we're going to an ad break here, folks. <laughs> I'm so confused. You suck. There's no ad break, folks. Sorry for the confusion. Yeah, dang it. Uh, all right, there was a ton of cereals that got put on the list. Oh, I didn't end up getting the final tally of how many people voted. It was over, It was almost 100 last time. Uh, O's. What is that? So, I Billy put this on there, and he even put a like comment out there that I didn't see until late. He was like, where are my O's troops at? I know and what they are. Are they like Cheerios? It's a, it's like a Quaker. Oh. And it's... it's like, oh! Uh, Quaker O's. Uh, the next one, Booberry? You're going to go down every cereal. Crunchberry. It's important. There's a lot of cereals here. Honey Nut Cheerios, Apple Jacks, Rice Krispies, <laughs> Fruit Loops, Waffle Crisp... Hold on, Waffle Crisp got more than one vote? Yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, Lauren. Shout Lauren. Uh, Honeycomb, Raisin Bran, Frosted Flakes. Weird, Cheerios wasn't even in the top five. Hey, disrespect because people like their sugar, you sick fucks. Go on a diet. (laughs) Life, just outside the top five, Life, one of my favorite cereals. Number five, Captain Crunch. Number four, Golden Grams, as added by one truly Michael Byron Sprague. Number three, Lucky Charms, gluten-free. Number two, Fruity Pebbles. And number one, with a bullet, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Dude, we've a lot. Yeah, it was twice the next thing, pretty much. Uh, man, I'll, I was sad nobody else really showed any love for Waffle Crisp. How many votes did you get? Just two. So... Because it was one of our top contenders when we last did this call. It was because we know how much you love Waffle Crisp. And believe me, like I like Waffle Crisp too. I don't know why it's not more popular, honestly. I think it's just because it didn't have staying power. And that was really all it regarding like nutrition value because it was really not healthy for you at all. And it got taken off the shelves due to demands of parents. I, I, I think it's more the, the demand of the product. They just couldn't keep it up consistently. Was such a consistent, incredible flavor. Yeah, that's true. Right. 
Hey, one time your wife made me gluten-free donuts that tasted like waffle crust. She still makes those sometimes. Uh, those are good. Yep, yep, yep. Out of the arsenal. Yeah, um, the waffle crust. Am I the only person that you know that has bought bulk cereal from something that's no longer in production off of Amazon? Sure has. Cause I can't think of another cereal that's worth buying. Like, I know, like, Waffle Crisp is nostalgic to you. It reminds me of your childhood. Yeah. I actually one time bought you a cereal maker, not a cereal maker, a cereal dispenser for your wedding to put Waffle Crisp in. Yeah. And it did hold some Waffle Crisp for quite a while. I like that. We did have to get rid of it. It was coated in sugar at some point. Like, we tried washing it every once in a while. It Not didn't no. do anything. It's tricky. Yeah. Uh, where's Cheerios? It was outside of the top five. Is it outside of the top eight? It was in the top no. six. Uh, top, it was top eight. Top eight. Yeah, it's uh, number seven. Yeah. And it would have been tied for number six if we counted the Honey Nut Cheerios vote for Cheerios. It's not the same thing. It is the same thing. Not even close. It's just a different kind. Yeah. But that's like that's like saying Captain Crunch the berries is a totally different cereal than Captain Crunch with berries and the other pieces. It is. No, it's the same thing. It's just no. different varieties of it. No, it's a different subbrand. I'm, I'm with I'm with Joe on this. They're different cereals. They make there's there are variations of one cereal, yes, but they're not they're not considered in the same box. In fairness, Captain Crunch is the best tasting cereal. Yeah, but just cuts Tell the me. roof of your gums. Yeah, it's great. It, gives you it does sugar get high. soggy very fast, but if you're a quick eater, like great me. cereal. Nothing's nothing gets soggier than cornflakes. I'm sorry, dude. That stuff is gross. Rice Krispies. I like no, soggy cornflakes faster. I actually sit and let my Rice Krispies soak me in too. the milk before uh, I eat. Oh, I love. It. I sit there and I listen to the Rice Krispies pop for Snap, a while. Crackle and pop. You want to see? There's like secrets they have. There for is you. secrets, dude. It's like Harry Potter and the cha- uh, the. Goblet of Fire, when you're listening to the egg under the water, you're getting a secret message. Yep. Shout out to Sunday Night. Sunday Nights. Watching that movie. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, good job. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So we had always asked the question, what cereal would win if we put it up to a public vote? It was the first topic we ever covered on this show. Wrong. Uh, Second topic we ever covered on the show, because we did steroid baseball hitters before that. Thank you. Um... And Commander Crunch comes from that. That's where we came up with the that Commander one. Crunch that was like, Commander Crunch was a funny thing, but like, it lasted like two episodes. But we I can keep bring, bringing bring it back. back. We can bring it back. Um, any fun facts for cereal, or was the game enough? Uh, we we're gonna have a uh, the tiebreaker right now. Okay. And then I will get to fun facts. So, tiebreaker it is. When is National Cereal Day? Oh, it was no. just recent, I think, wasn't it? That's what you think it was. Is it October thirtieth? June 6th, April 21st, or March 7th? I think it was April 21st. March 7th. Uh, Joe is the winner of this game. It is March 7th. Congratulations, Joe. What a joke. Big winner. I am not a joke. It hurts my feelings. If I had said cornflakes, would I have gotten any points? Uh, You would have gotten all the points. Uh, The original name for Cheerios was? Anyone know? Horneos. Cheerios? Cheery oats, friends. Oh, because they're made. Oh. Colonial families ate popcorn like breakfast cereal back in the day. Gross. They were served the grain with cream and sugar. Cream Mm. of corn. Cream of corn. Cream of corn is the most disgusting. There is as much. Not creamed corn, cream of corn, like cream of rice. There's as much sugar in a serving of of honey smack cereal as there is in one glazed donut at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. And uh, your last fact... I love smacks. 
Tony Tiger complete, competed against three other mascots for the first spot as the Kellogg's Frosted Flakes mascot. He beat out Elmo the Elephant, Newt the New, and Kate, Katie the Kangaroo. So congratulations to Tony Tiger. You, you toppled the competition. That's easy. He would have demolished all of those animals. You are great. I don't know. Katie the Kangaroo sounds pretty legit. Not bad. Tony the Tiger's the man. Uh, Newt the New kind of sounds pathetic. And hey, Tony! But uh, that's what we got for cereal, folks. All right. We will be right back with more after this ad break. And we are back with this week's appetizer, greatest of all time Boston-based movie. This came from uh, Saturday, Ben Affleck's birthday. We had already previously discussed greatest of all time Ben Affleck movies. Shout out, Ben Affleck, happy birthday. So, brainstorming another topic kind of surrounding him. uh, Best Boston-based movie. Uh, We had a bunch of them up on the list. Really good interaction on that one. Appreciate everybody coming out for, for your Boston movies. Uh, the number one overall wound up being Goodwill Hunting. Uh, but there were several other great movies that were on this list, and some that I got I was surprised to see how much love they got, but we'll go from the bottom up. Boondock Saints. Travesty that didn't get more votes. Gone Baby Gone. Black Mass. Patriot's Day. I haven't actually seen that yet, lately. It's on my list on that So Netflix. good, man. It's so good. The Departed. Ted. The Town, and Goodwill Hunting. Very excited by Ted making the top three. Uh, excuse me, you also left out Fever Pitch. Yeah, 100%, which is hilarious because my whole thing was most of the week, Ted was losing to Fever Pitch. But it didn't. Which would have been hilarious because you were like, I'm going to go on a soapbox about Ted. And it, it could have lost to Fever Pitch. Um, I think Ted is the movie on this list that does a good job of kind of exploring the Boston scenery without being a movie about a specific Boston thing or event. So, spe- like, specifically, you know, Patriot's Day is obviously about the, the bombing. I don't know why I didn't vote about Patriot's Day. I didn't um, show up for that. Fever Pitch is about the... the yeah, rent. if you didn't vote for Patriot's Day, you support terrorism. Right. Well, no. he isn't even on death row anymore. Uh, Fever Rest Pitch, you know, obviously about the Red Sox. So obviously those things are going to take place in Boston. Ted doesn't necessarily need to take place in Boston. It could be anywhere, but they do a good job of exploring the city throughout the movie. The climactic scene even takes place at Fenway Park, climbing up the Green Monster. Um, and the whole movie is is a talking teddy bear with a Boston accent. So. It's pretty funny. Uh, excuse me, can you do me a quick favor? Can you yeah. refresh the uh, page? Uh, yeah. I think we had a last-minute vote here. Uh, what happened? I don't know. I heard some uh, someone told me they needed to get a last-second vote in. So you voted for Fever Pitch because you're a dick? I, I wouldn't say I'm a dick, but I feel bad for Joe. Why don't you feel bad for Joe? You've never Is once it in your life... Now it's tied. All right. <laughs> You've never once in your life felt bad for Joe. Why no, now? I feel you all the time. Look at that. So Ted, that and uh, this isn't even a, against Ted. It's Fever Pitch is nostalgic for me because for some reason, and I'm also obviously like a really we sit in a fucking cave that's Fenway Green with like Red Sox memorabilia all around. 
I'm obviously all of us big Red Sox fans. So it's Jimmy Fallon, who I love, Drew Barrymore, who I love. In it's not supposed to be like Ted. That's my thing. Like what? It's supposed to just be a romantic comedy, a rom com, if you will. I like rom coms. It's very good. It also completely, very well documents the 04 run when they broke an 89-year curse. Just saying. Majority of it happens at Fenway. Curses aren't real. Uh, Curses are very real. Ask the uh, Chicago Cubs. Um, they It's not anywhere near as good of a movie as Ted is where I was getting with this because Ted's obviously way more funny. It has a way better cast. I thought it was funny that Ted should have blown Favorite Bitch out of the water, and it's right there. <laughs> well, neither of them were the top slot. The Town, which I believe uh, had gotten a lot of votes before, I think, did that not win the uh, best Ben Affleck movie? That was number two. Great movie, uh, great scenery where they're robbing Boston based banks. Um, you know, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, for me, it's even better than Goodwill Hunting. I mean, the only thing really Boston about Goodwill Hunting is the accents of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. If I'm being honest. Uh, well, let's let's get into a quick fact. Yeah. While we're on this topic, uh, Goodwill Hunting is not actually 100% Boston locations. They used a lot of the set was built actually in Toronto. Yeah. So but I consider this movie a fraud. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. It's it's Boston. You, you tell me you support Canadians. Yes. Oh gosh. Okay. Consider we're probably all French Canadian. What? Number one. Number two, it's Boston based movie like not boom. not filmed in Boston, but it doesn't necessarily the like story nothing is based. No, in Boston. one of these movies is one hundred percent filmed in Boston. Maybe Patriots Day. Yeah. Maybe Patriots Day because they wouldn't want any controversy like that. I know Boondock Saints is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's top five for me. It's an incredible movie. It's not one hundred percent in Boston, but a lot of it's in South Shore. Southie. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I don't think any of us expected that this was going to be a movie that was 100% filmed in Boston, about Boston, Boston Pride. This was just about Boston's the setting of the movie. Fuck, it could have been filmed in Bangor, Maine. Who knows? Bangor. Um, any fun facts? That was the fun fact. Just that one. Just that one. I just wanted to prove Goodwill Hunting was a fraud. It's a good movie, though. It's a good movie. Robin Williams, greatest of all time uh, funny man. Uh, greatest of all time stand-up comedian. And greatest of all time uh, comedy actor, as we've established. Three-way time, baby! Um, all right. Well, then, that is it for the appetizer. we got a good main entree to, to dig into. Dig it! <laughs> Can you dig it, right sucker? After this ad break. All right, and we're back with the main entree. We're talking professional wrestling finisher moves. The best part of a match, if you ask me. The finish. It's the part of the part of the match where you wait for it, you wait for it, and if they can hit that finishing move, you assume it's over. It's not always over anymore. Not anymore. Although there was a time. I mean, even back in the day, there was times when people kicked out of Hogan's leg drop or. So, Warriors Press. Can I start with the lamest, my top three lamest? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. The people's elbow is the dumbest move in sports entertainment. It's the most electrifying. No, it's not. Literally, an an elbow drop from The Rock, me, 180 pounds of flub, 
I would still be able to stand up afterwards. What does he do? What does he do? It's just, what happens in that move that in a fight, it's wrestling. He's got a lot of momentum in that arm. Yeah, oh yeah. It's the shock and the awe. The, the bright lights that you're looking up at, the crowd yelling. It's just all a distraction. You're out. The Hulk Hogan leg drop. If you jump and leg drop me, it would literally feel like a pillow hitting me in the face. Dude, what part of him hits the face... That causes damage. It's got to be the neck, right? I think if you were, we're comparing apples to apples here, the leg drop is a much more devastating-looking move than the, the people's elbow. I guess. Uh, let's do it right now. No. I'll do a, I'll do a, a no. leg drop to you and no. see if it hurts. No, no, I'll let you take your glasses last off but first. Not, no, last but not least, the Rikishi stink face. Wasn't While a finisher. Wow, that would suck. That was his finisher. No, it wasn't. His finisher was the Rikishi driver. That was just his setup move. Then I got nothing. <laughs> I was just saying, like, he's just having dudes eat his ass, and then he's like, oh, hey, I'm an opinion now. And I'd be pissed. I'd be Scotty like, Too Hot, he did the worm, and that was his finish. That was incredible. So I can do the worm. I, I, he's from Lewiston, Maine. Shout out. I um, I used to do the worm at high school and uh, junior high dances because yeah. I could do it. Same. Probably still could, but my back's bad. <laughs> and that is another one. Also, what was the one that he did with, what was his partner's name, Slim Daddy Cool? <laughs> it's Jerry Lawler's son Grandmaster P What's Grand, his name? Grandmaster Sexay Grandmaster Sexay They did the whole like You guys can't see me But I'm doing the centipede thing Great radio Yeah whatever Great audio What was the name What was the name of the move? I don't know what it's called, but they, like he would do it, and, yeah, then, and then they would punch the guy. They punched the guy. It was like, there's so many weak ass moves. Not like the main entree. Oh, let's give Leahy a second to talk um, about his weakest, the weakest finishing moves. Do you have just? Off you the, know what's really funny is, uh, I got a quick clown top twenty five worst finishers by Bleacher Report. All right, run mm-hmm. through them real quick. Starting from twenty five, going to one. World's strongest slam, Mark Henry. Ah, uh, the diving crossbody. Yeah, uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, uh, but Steamboat. Attitude adjustment. John Cena. Do 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 do. That's finishing move. Yeah, it is. F five. F F U. Yeah, he calls it the attitude adjustment after he changed from being like rap guy. I feel like that would hurt. I mean, but he kind of like. It's like a drop. Goes with him. It's very light. Uh, mandible claw, Mick Foley. That would that, have, nope, that, choke no. you out. That moves awesome, especially when Bray Wyatt does it now. Moves insane. The Polish hammer by Ivan Putski. Yeah, that's just a fucking double arm swing. Uh, how about the bear hug by Tony Atlas? No, like you can suffocate a person. It's not, it's not going by how realistic it is. It's um, just by you know that's what, how cool what I, it is. Right. Tornado punch by Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, that sucked. WMD. Weapons of Mass Destruction by Big Show. Just a punch to the face. WebMD. One big punch. Oh, classic. Brain Chop by Kali. Oh, man. Tell him the story of the Brain Chop. Dude, that, that was an awful story. We're in a wrestling tournament. I'm facing, like, a 10-year-old who's using the great Kali. And I'm using, like, my character who's, like, a light heavyweight. So he's, like, cruiserweight material. And I'm trying to, like, win this fight against a guy who's, like, triple my size. And I can't do anything. Can't pick him up. He hit me with, like, four finishers of the brain chop. And I was gushing blood. I kicked out of, like, four of them. (laughs) And finally got hit by another one to finish me off. Best move ever. First, he was eliminated in the first round. Warrior Splash by the Ultimate Warrior. The Samoa Spike. Samoan Spike, sorry. Umaga. Atomic Leg Drop. Hulk Hogan. 
People's Elbow, The Rock, Tito Santana Flying Forearm. Nothing not wrong with a flying forearm. Come Tito on. Santana. Uh, lie Detector, R-Truth. Oh, that move's stupid. <laughs> scissor Kick, Booker T, or, or Alicia Fox. What's wrong with the Scissor Kick? It's only good because of the Spinner Rooney, let's be real. Spinner Rooney. I love the Scissor Kick. Uh, the Heart Punch by Crush. That move sucks. Let's punch a guy in the chest. Coco Butter by Bobo Brazil. The Armpit Claw by the original Sheik. Ow. <laughs> the Airplane Spin. By Mike Rotunda and Gorilla Monsoon. Will he spin you around? Yep. Yeah, on your your shoulders until you got too dizzy. The Playmaker. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Trip to the Bat Cave by Bastion Booger. Bastion Booger? Where he just drops his testicles on your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Cobra by Santino Morella. That got votes. It did. That got votes The Underwear Swipe by Fantasio. <laughs> Where he ripped the underwear out of the singlet of a wrestler. And last but not least, The Worm, number one by Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty! That's good. I thought that was a fun list, and it was perfectly you were talking about that. Um, well, we had a bunch. Let's just ramble off our list from the bottom up. The Crippler Crossface. Yeah, it's, it's a problematic move. Nobody gave it love for that reason, but it's a good move. It's a good move, but I feel like if it was a, there was a submission list for this, that'd be dominating. The Shooting Star Press. The Go to Sleep. CM Punk's finisher. That was insane. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people knew what that move was. Good old Zoe. Yeah. The Diamond Cutter. Bang! A little bit of Brandon Lamont love there. Mm-hmm. The Cobra... The Spear slash Gore. I had to put them both. Yeah. That's fair. Can't really choose one or the other. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I think Rhino does do it the best, though, with the Gore. Rhino, it's, uh, I wouldn't want to get tackled by him. No. Big fan of Edges, too. Yeah. Uh, I would actually argue that this is probably the most dominant finishing, like, dominant looking, but maybe not the greatest of all time for this list. The F5. It literally looks like an FU, except you spin them. This, but you slam them on their face. The FU oh, yeah, is no, literally a derivative of the F5. That's why I called it the That's F5. why I called it yeah. the FU. But there was, like, a... I, I listened to, uh, I think it was... Um, Andrew Leahy. No, uh... With JR talking about the F5, and he was basically saying, like, the ability to be able to pick somebody up on your shoulders, one, is a feat of strength, as it is, all right? And then to be able to, like, twist and, like, hurl them over your head, because he's not just flipping him, like, this way. He's, like, literally, like, twisting and throwing him, like, over his head. Oh, yeah. Side. And it's just... We're a, not saying he's not strong. Look at him. He's a fucking muscle maniac. Brock Lesnar's F5. It's an absolute beautiful maneuver. Uh, the Doomsday Device, hell of a tag team finisher. That was a great addition by... by I didn't even think about, like, 3D from Dudley Boys. Yeah. Uh, the one I voted on, unsure why it didn't get any more love, the RKO. I was shocked. RKO. Because it's a shitty number one. A- out of nowhere. It's the same thing, but worse. That's out of nowhere, though. 619, that move sucks. Nothing nope. was better than the RKO. What? That would have been on my worst list. A kick to the face. But it's a weird setup with the hanging on the throat. It's and literally wrestling. And he does the spin around the rope. You literally just had to speak it like that to make it not sound cool. Not cool. 
Going back to the arcade, my favorite thing was when Randy would just be on the ground, like, slithering a snake and pounding the canvas. Yeah. Like, like the other guy's, like, has no idea what's going on. Like, he's slamming on the canvas. That's his tell sign that you're going to get hit by this finisher. Would he be slithering out of nowhere? Out of nowhere every time. uh, Tombstone Pile Driver was the next one. Uh, Big fan of the Tombstone Undertaker, one of the greatest of all time professional wrestlers. You know, that wasn't really his. What? Last ride. The last ride was his finisher when he started driving a motorcycle. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Then when he get came, it his then, last ride. Then when he came back to being the dead man, he went back to the tombstone. Yes, dumb. Last ride was a better move. Uh, the people's elbow made the top five. Dumb. Rock bottom. Well, actually, technically, it made the top four because the Stone Cold Stunner's on here twice because the original one you spelt wrong and I put the real version on. Oh, that's why you said I got you. Yeah. So you just added it. I just added it. I was hoping to see. You. It I, I hate that you can't edit like yeah. spelling. Yeah. Uh, the pedigree by Triple H. Very good move. Making a top three crack. Uh, very dangerous move by very the way, much too. so you could yeah. do a lot of damage especially like if his knee lands on your head or just by twisting your neck the wrong way will he or like your your yeah. arms being backwards like yeah. this you pull your arms out of the socket uh sweet chin music great move and number one the stone cold stunner michael cole's finisher stone cold stunner no, the stone cold by god he's broken in half uh the stone cold stunner I didn't vote for it. Oh my gosh, Sontara deep again. Not because, uh, oh sweet. Not not because I don't think that it's one of the greatest of all time finishing moves, but I honestly thought here that RKO was the, was oh, the pick. Dude, it's definitely Sweet Chin Music. So Sweet Chin Music, RKO is great, but Stone Cold Center is the same move, but he fucking boots you in the stomach first. No, it's not the same move at all. The Stone Cold Stunner is a jawbreaker. Yeah. The RKO is a is a it's, it's called like a, a cutter. It's called a cutter. Right, okay. So they both turn around, grab you by the face, and no. slam you against their shoulder. No, because no, your face your face in the man. stunner is going to your to, to, to your shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. So Orton slams against the face off here, the, mat, to the, not shoulder. On the shoulder. <laughs> like the diamond cutter. The diamond, I get it. The diamond cutter doesn't—he doesn't hit the guy's head off of his shoulder. He slams the guy's face first. To the Always back. thought the RKO was off the shoulder. No, which I feel like would hurt more. Uh, slamming your face against the ground. I mean, same thing. I guess we're gonna, after we're done with this recording, we're I'm not just, fighting you. We're gonna watch fifteen hundred in a row clips of RKOs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> those, I, those compilation videos those are, are funny. Are the best. I mean, I think he makes the RKO great yeah, too. Th- that's part of the finishing. Movie. Yes, let us know. The um, internet uh, is what made that a great <laughs> finishing move. Let's be real. Because it's fun to do to your friends Dude. too. You fucking just go up from behind someone, fucking. Poof. Remember when Evan Bourne was doing the shooting star press off the top rope and he jumps up and catches him into the it RKO? It was insane. It's an insane move. It's the most memeable, most vinable uh, finishing move. It's also the most, in like the, the RKO out of nowhere comes to the fact that you can literally do it out of nowhere. It can yeah. come from anywhere. Yeah. You can it's just like the sweet chin music sweet with chin the surprise factor. It stunner stunner to that to, to a similar effect as well. Stunner could have been out of anywhere. We're definitely discrediting the Stone Cold Stunner that no, won no. by a fucking landslide. No, not discrediting it at no, all. It's no, worth, Stone Cold Stunner's a great move. Yeah. It's worth it. Don't hit me, please. That's out of here. Please don't hit me. Ah!
Ah, Bryce Harper, baby. Three-run homer. Let's fucking go. That sucks for losing. I don't give a shit. Fantasy team, baby. Well, if it makes you feel any better, when we were sitting here, I just bet money on the Phillies before they scored all these runs. Perfect. <laughs> I think that just Stone Cold is one of those, like, characters, too, that everyone loved because he wasn't... It was the opposite. He wasn't a pretty boy. He didn't have long hair. He had the bald. He had the fucking knee braces. He had long hair at one point. Should, but not, not that anyone actually remembers unless you're, like, a history blondes, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love the whole switch blondes. that he made, though. It's, it's impressive. I mean, I feel like everyone knows him as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Well, I only know is the Hollywood Blondes. Anybody that knows wrestling knows. I only know Stone Cold Steve Austin as the ringmaster. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have a gazillion, like, finishing moves, like, no, he Stone always, Cold Stunner. He always did a stunner. Yeah, even when he was the Hollywood Blondes, they... This goes back to, like, the total package of wrestler for Stone Cold, too. Smashing the glass, mm-hmm. electric. Dinner, dinner, dinner. Great entrance music. Um, I always think about him um, showering um, the McMahon family in beer. Great promo. Uh, Great just, like, in-ring antics or outside-of-the-ring antics. Like, above and beyond promo. Like, just funny with, like, the beer stuff. Like, the beer truck. Right. Or coming down and stone-cold starring 50 guys from the WCW and getting them all out of the ring. Um, What has wide uh, wide receiver hands. He's literally never dropped a beer in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're coming from a long way. So oh yeah, that's the guy from like the ring, like the ring bell side of the ring, just chucking them at him. That would be a sweet job, though. Just now he's drinking broken beer. skulls. Broken skulls are sixteen ounce cans. Delicious beer, by the way. No free ads. Um, they sell it like right the city yeah. anywhere like that. It's a great yeah. IPA. They're big ass cans too. So he's like looking for six of these things. Like Budweisers are like five percent. Remember when um, it used to be the Steve Weiser? <laughs> Because they couldn't have Budweiser like logos right. they, or whatever. Without the, um, without the ad. But, you know, Stone Cold Center, incredible finishing move. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I, I'd i love to see, like, Vince McMahon trying to trade stunners with Stone Cold. Like, that was funny stuff back in the day. <laughs> Stone Cold, he's the greatest of all time professional wrestler. No. We've done this before, I think. Sounds like it needs to be revisited in the near uh, future. When we did it, though, we did setting it. it. Setting it up. Yeah, when we did it before, it was before this format. Was this also when you were, like, trying to bring up, like, wrestlers who are really cool but nowhere near the greatest, but you wanted to just give them their due? Yeah, I think we, we talked about a bunch. Great all-time work. Randy Savage, Bret Hart. So we already have, like, folks, we're already looking into next week. We already have, we're going to bring back Comedian. We have to get Whoa, that one out oh of the way. Gosh. Oh. Have to. Hot Next heavy. week might be a heater. We do wrestler, we do comedian, and then we'll figure it out from there. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll have a sports different sports topic. We'll see. Yeah, greatest of all time quarterback. All right. Nope, that's never gonna happen because <laughs> cool. there's only one answer. Yeah. Uh, any fun facts about finishers? Oh, we we just did the list. That's all I had. Oh, the, the worst. That, list? that that was a. I would rather that than that. That was that was like, the oh, thing. the RKO is derived from Randy Orton's retarded. That's all he could do. Randy Keith Orton. You know, he actually a fun fact about the RKO. Uh, he knew that it was very similar to the Diamond Cutter, and he asked Diamond Dallas Page for permission to use the move. Very mature. DDP was so high and so drunk that he doesn't remember having the conversation. I love it. Let's also not forget that one time Randy Orton pooped in someone's bag, so... <laughs> love that. <laughs> he, he, he is a man of many things. Um, favorite finishing move, non-list, before we move on. Go. Ooh, that's a hard question because all my favorites are on here. All of them. Fine. Um, top rope finishing move. 
Oh, favorite top rope finishing move? Uh, probably the 450 splash. Yeah. Or the spiral tap from AJ Styles. Ooh, spiral tap, sweet. So that one's yeah. really good. I like the classic Eddie Guerrero or Rob Van Dam frog splash. Yeah. Oh, Just I got it. Just classic. Shane McMahon coast to coast, baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Greatest of all time high-flying move. Well, that'll have to be one that we do. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Coast to coast, baby. Yeah, coast to coast ain't bad. Shooting star press, just a regular old shooting star press. Uh, the freaking Do- doomsday device could be counted yeah. on that one. Oh, absolutely. That thing's vicious. Oh, you know what's another good Lion move salt. that didn't get mismentioned? I got another one. I got got one for you to answer that question. Dudley Death Drop. Yep. Wasn't on, wasn't on here. Missed it. That's an RKO, Is that basically. the one where the, they're on the shoulders and then they go to the... The shoulder drop? No, no, it's the one where Devon picks the guy up and then Bubba grabs his head and does like an RKO. It's sweet. Greatest of all time, WWE. Or the Shatter Machine from uh, from the... Uh, That's a good one. Now they're called the Revolt. Greatest of all time, WWE Tag Team. I'd love to do that one too. Just write down. New day. Right. New day. All right. Ad break. I'm a hardy one. And we'll be right back. And we're back with this week's dessert. We Didn't think of Swanton Bomb. Tasty topic here to Swanton Bomb into. Greatest of all time, athlete musician. We had, I, I thought it was a fun idea for a little topic here. Uh, the vote seemed to be a little more skewed than we were hoping for. A little but lackluster. That's okay. Uh, people still came out and voted. Oh, got a lot more votes than I thought it did. You guys can always mail your votes to us. Oh, what a good ad right there. I didn't see that one. All right, going from the bottom up, Manny Pacquiao. He, he does music? Uh, vocalist, opera, karaoke. Oh, wow. Bernie Williams. Mm-hmm. Don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Bronson Arroyo. Don't know who that is. Country singer. Country. country. I'm just kidding. Uh, Carl Lewis. That, that was my favorite vote of all time. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Sure. John Cena. That was a great act. <laughs> Did that whole album that he put out with that? It's good. It's pretty. It's very Does he have good. Word Life on there? No, that was like his original song. But when he came out with Doctor Thugonomics. Yeah, when he came out with his new song, he had like a whole album. I bought it. It was it was pretty good. It's actually not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> All the way from Brain Dream Massachusetts. He's got some fire tracks. Dion Sanders. Prime time. Uh, Dame Lillard. Dame Doll is really good. Like, really, really, really good. Shout out to one of our uh, Age of Radio co-hosts uh, from another podcast, Kevin, who suggested Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy. That Which is actually... Number two. That actually was the reason we were going to bring this up. Yeah. Because Fozzy got back together yeah, or something. Well, no, they've been together, but they, they did a concert similar to Smash Mouth, who was trending last week, where... Jericho was in the news because he was doing a concert. Fans were in attendance. Social distancing was not adhered. He was getting shit for it. Sounds like he's either an all-star or he's walking on the sun. Oh! Grateful then Smash Mouth song. Next uh, week. Smooth Criminal. I thought that was Alien Ant Farm. Fuck. <laughs> Same thing, right? Hey, just like the movies... Number one. Um, and number one, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille, baby. So he is, so Big Diesel, if you will. Yeah. He is actually hilarious EDM. He does all sorts of different, 
he's done rap albums, he's done EDM, lots of DJing. To this day, like, he shows up and you fucking see him a mile away, seven feet tall. I mean, he's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. He also starred in the movie Kazam. He also My name is, Shazam. is the main focus of a song by Aaron Carter. Because that's how I beat Jack. Yeah. Boom. I put it in the hoop like slam. I, you know more words than I do. That's where I stop. Shaquille O'Neal, number one. I, you know. What did you want? It's the popular vote. I get it. <laughs> you know, people know vote for who they know. But is he the greatest of all time actual musician of these people on the list? Unclear. Unclear. Although, fun fact about Chris Jericho, he was on a singing reality show where it was like celebrities that came on to sing. Eliminated in the first round. No way, you're kidding. <laughs> Rough. Because he sounds like Sebastian Bach. Okay, well, he was supposed to do a du- It was a duet, and it was like signed, sealed, delivered. Not his wheelhouse at all. I'm yours. He, he, he did as good a job as he could, but it wasn't good enough to stay in the competition. Signed, sealed, delivered. That's really sound like a Jericho. Oh yeah! If you guys give me the audio, I'm gonna make that like every time the um, goat group text goes off, it's gonna be signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. Um, did you guys have any other uh, athletes that are musicians that you wanted to give a shout out to? Well, I was gonna say John Cena, but someone added me to it. Beat me to it. It's a great ad. It is a great ad. Good, good. I'm a bad man. With bump, featuring B.A. Bumpy Knuckles. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> and he and you know trademark was his uh, his like co co guy there. You know who he's related to? Um, Kurt Angle. There it is. Kurt Angle was a great musician back in the day. Yeah, he would play that little guitar with his hat on. <laughs> little hat. <laughs> his little hat. <laughs> Get along, little doggy. <laughs> oh my god! Great times. Uh. Dame Lillard just dropped a new album. It's really good. What's it called? Live from Quarantine or something like that. Right? Live from the Bubble. Live. That's I like that. That's something yeah. you can get done productive. Uh, just this, so Dame you guys Lillard's know, a freaking beast. By he the way. is the first ever Bubble MVP. Absolutely. They actually made a Bubble MVP and a bubble and a Bubble um, Coach of the regular season. I don't know what they called the coach one. Yeah. But if he ever gets a championship, so all he needs is one championship, he'll go to the Hall of Fame, and they're literally going to put Bubble MVP up there <laughs> with Love all that. of his different accolades. Love that. We're turning corners, boys. We're turning corners in the world of uh, professional basketball. Uh, the Blazers are currently beating the Lakers 43-38. Any, anybody on the reverse side that you know of as a musician that's also very athletic? Um, it's... um. J. Cole. Yeah, J. Cole. J. Cole, J. Cole actually, he actually got so, an invite in the Detroit Pistons. So can, um... Migos. From the guy from Migos. Quavo. Is, is it Quavo? Quavo? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually, like, low-key, like, he could make a G League team and contribute off the bench to a NBA team. And J. Cole, too. Yeah. Um... A lot of rappers, I guess, just grew around that whole thing. Street ball life. Um, I bet Rick Ross could be a great center. <laughs> He's the boss. Um, oh, I bet Lizzo could be a great defensive end. I bet she's good in the WNBA. Nope, she's... Um, oh, I thought you were... Since you had defensive end, think, I thought you were going to go in bed. I want this on the record. Do you think Lizzo's ever ran? I don't know. No. Not with that attitude, she hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, why men great? So they gotta be great. So Lizzo wants to Don't know. text me because I'm not gonna go to your house because I don't wanna walk there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the weird oh. she left out. Oh my god. Alright. Uh, by the way, this topic made me think of uh, Grace of All Time. Uh, National anthem versions, but the opposite of greatest of all time. And all I could think was Fergie. The Fergie is <laughs> so Fergie is the worst. So you guys want to know my top three off the top of my head? Go. So Fergie is the worst. Number two, Kobe Bryant's last game at the Staples Center as a in the regular season as a Laker. It was Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Just bass. <laughs> bum 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 bum. You have Kobe sitting there trying to get amped up to just, boom, 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 and then uh, there was a, a maybe it was the NFC Championship game or something like that. Aretha Franklin played like a six minute long, just too long, just too long, and she was just like having a dementia moment. She was Ray Charles, friggin' eyes closed, chin moving. Slapping the keys, just at, tickling the ivories, just too long. Slapping that bass? Nope. Slapping the bass, man. Sh- the bass. It was just so bad. Um, we could, mind you, we always said that we didn't want to be like a slander pod or a slander site, but we could do greatest, like, or like the the woke, the worst, like, of uh, funny things. like Worst of week. Wow. The, like the worst that, wow. I remember we tried that? Yeah. Um... We could do the worst of all time, like, Star Spangled Banner would be hilarious. Like, we do it on every fifth, five and zero episodes. Okay. Do it on 85 and 90. Okay. Mix it up. That's what I'm saying. Or forget it. We'll forget about it by then. That's yeah, right. probably. Probably. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Goat Radio. Thank you to the fans who voted. Really appreciate the interaction. And if you want to join in on the fun and you're just listening for the first time, check out the fan group, facebook.com slash group slash goat radio podcast. Shout out to Eric Bellinger for the outro. You can catch him on iTunes and Spotify along with Spos and Goat Radio. Please support us and the Age of Radio Syndicate by visiting ageofradio.org slash goat radio. Thank you everyone for listening and long live the goat. Let's go. See the goat. See the goat.